0: You are listening to the Zen Nova Scotia podcast with talks by Cone Franz. These talks are made possible in part by generous donations from our listeners. To find out how to support and take part in our community, visit zennovascotia.com. Take a moment and imagine that the ceremony we just did that that was the last time that you would ever do that. For some of you, maybe it was also the first time. But imagine that you knew that you would never say those words again. Or that you would never bow again. That you would never be here again. Or thinking back just a few minutes further, imagine that tonight, when the last bell rang at the end of Zazen, that that was the last time that you would ever sit in Zazen. It was done. Think how you would feel if you just learned that. For me, there's a little sense of loss. A little bit of a sense that, you know, maybe if I'd known that tonight was the last night, maybe that would have affected something about what I brought to it. Maybe it would have affected my posture, or my voice, or my clarity of mind. I wouldn't feel relieved. <laughs> We're fast approaching the end of the year, and the beginning of a new one. And of course, that's extremely arbitrary, you know, I live across the street from a monk who thinks in terms of the lunar calendar. We can arrange this life any way we want. But even if we understand that intellectually, we feel something. We sense that time is being marked. And so if you're like me, even though it isn't weighing on my mind... I have a little bit of awareness as I do things at the end of the year that this is the last time I will do them this year. Right. And so the notice went out that tonight would be the last night that ZNS sits this year. And there's something a little bit poignant about that. Even though a week from now we'll sit again, right on schedule. But then it'll be the first time. We have a felt sense of endings and beginnings. I especially notice this when I'm moving, because I've moved so many times from city to city. And as I'm, as I'm nearing that day when I'm going to get on a plane, everything becomes the last time. It's the last time that I'll go to this drugstore. It's the last time that I'll go to this restaurant. It's the last time that I'll drive past this park. I start noticing everything is coming to an end. And of course, I leave that city, and that city will be fine. And the drugstore and the restaurant and the park will still be there. But in noticing that ending, in noticing that sense of goodbye, I'm a little bit more aware I'm a little bit vulnerable. I'm a little bit more conscious of my history with a particular place. So as I drive past the park, and I think this is the last time that I'm going to drive past this park, I see the encounters that I had at that park a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. I think it's good that we have these these moments, these things that kind of poke us in the chest. When I was younger, I was fascinated by the question of of what I would do if I knew I were going to die. I don't know why it took hold of my mind, but I would play the question a lot, and I would play it in all its variations. You know, what if I knew, it's always such a, a strange controlled story because I think when we play this game, we don't imagine that we'll get sick. We don't imagine that we'll lose some sort of functioning. We imagine that we'll be healthy and then bang. But I would think, well, what if I had a year? You know, how would I rearrange my life? Well, what if I had six months? What if I had one month? What if I had just one week to live and I knew that? What would I do? Well, what if I had a day? Or two hours? What if I had ten minutes? What if I had one? When I play this game, there's a very clear progression where if if I have a year I do a little bit of legacy building you know maybe I try and finish up that novel right I try and leave a little something behind I have time If I don't have that much time if it's if it's a matter of months then I start thinking in terms of kind of leaving my house in order making sure that I'm not leaving too much of a mess for my family to clean up you know, I, in my head I start uh, clearly marking boxes with with bills and with taxes and I, I try and arrange things so that when I leave nobody has any questions clean up after myself. If I get down to a week, it it comes down to a lot of things that I want to say. You know, in a week you can talk to a lot of people if you really dedicate yourself to that and so I make sure that I talk to certain friends and of course to my family. And I I feel, you know, when I think about these things, I I think, for example, is there a lot that's unsaid? But with my immediate family, no. I wouldn't worry that I hadn't said what I needed to say. But I have some friends to whom I, I haven't really expressed enough. Not recently, anyway. I have people who People to whom I I want to say, I respect you. Or I see great promise in you. Or I'm grateful for you. A lot of those things in my life are not said. Sometimes the occasion arises, but I rarely create it. So in that last week, if I knew I had that week, I would, I think I would feel that pressure. I would think this is my chance. I'm gonna. am I'm gonna get these out there. If it comes down to a day, a day is hard. Maybe it would just be to spend time with my family, to do a couple things that I enjoy. But when this gets interesting for me is when we get down to the very, very end. You know, imagining that you have a year to live is a, is a that's a game. But imagining that you have five minutes or one minute. I've talked with a lot of people about this. And with few ex- exceptions, when we get to that point, that point where you you can't even make a phone call really because they might not pick up the phone in time. It becomes a question of your mind. How do I want my mind to be as I face death? I'm sure everyone has a different answer for this, but I, I think there's probably considerable overlap in our answers as well if I had that one minute I know that I would take care of my breathing I know that I would want to face that moment clearly and without fear That stance that we want, that stance that we envision when we imagine that this is the very end, that this is our final stance, our final posture in the world. I think that that is the way that we just want to be, <laughs> the way that we would direct ourselves, the courage that we would find in that final minute in facing our death, that clarity is the thing that we want to have define every moment. But the pressure doesn't feel like it's there. It's there when I tell you you have one minute to live. But even if I tell you you have two weeks to live, it's not quite so pressing. You know, you can, you start thinking about tasks. And the longer it gets, or the more ambiguous it gets, the more we step away from that mind, the more we step away from that fearlessness, And back into the checklists of our lives. And yet we have this opportunity now. Always now. To understand our actions and to understand our lives as if we're at the end. As if we're in that moment when everything comes to a head. It's never not that moment. This is what I'm thinking about as I'm seeing the clock tick away. And I'm crossing days off my calendar to get to 2017. I'm, I'm feeling that poignant sense of this is the last one of these. This is the last one of these. This is the last one of these. And noticing that in that, there's a reminder. That, as confident as I am that I will see you all next Tuesday, I'm not 100% confident. And in that doubt, in that doubt, there's something worth looking at more clearly. (laughs) I'll stop there. For more information about Zen, our practice, and how you can support and take part in our community, please visit ZenNovaScotia.com